Welcome to episode 17 of season four. If you just joined, this is Maria from at Maria the Arcane on Instagram, and I'm joined by our supreme lordess, <laughs> Robin of A Tired Witch on Instagram. Nobody can see that I'm bowing right now. <laughs> but I am. Oh yeah, she is. I can, I can confirm. I can confirm. So before we move on, we do want to get into some some goings on that we have this month. So we have a one of our classes that we do every month. It'll be done by Lizzie Arden of Magical Bartending with um, Kitchen Magic. So definitely check in on that. Cocktails. I'm very excited about it. Like who doesn't like little like witchy cocktails that have yeah. like correspondences attached to it? Like, yes, please. Yeah. I still think we should ask her to make a coffee and cauldrons like themed one. Oh, that I got to email really her about cute. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to mm-hmm. email her about that before I forget. <laughs> Uh, that is going to be on September 29th. And as a reminder to everybody, uh, that is for the library tearing up. And if you would like to learn about magical cocktails, but you can't make it, it'll be available immediately. So yeah. what the heck? Yeah, and it will stay on our Patreon, you know, forever, forever and ever. <laughs> so you can forever. go back to it and look at it. You can even go back and look at our previous classes. And we have, you know, quite Almost a few a of them. Almost a year's worth now. Yeah, yeah. I think next there was month? a couple. That we did have like technical issues with, yeah, yeah. But Riss, who did our shadow work class, is going to re-record the shadow work class for us and so, send it to us, which is so exciting. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one exciting. of these months, you'll have like double classes, technically. Yeah, technically. But anyways, so anyways. exciting. <laughs> uh, also, this month is Small Business September. We are doing shout outs to small businesses that submitted. Um, to us <laughs> so that way we could shout you guys out these are all fun like coffee and cauldrons themed things they're very cool and I know we talked about it a little bit in the last episode <clears throat> but we're kind of breaking these up into little sections so that way everybody can get a little highlight so mm-hmm. this week we've got the zoned in studio mugs uh, we've posted about these already on social media Maria and I both have one they're so cute. They're so cute. So, so cute. cute. <laughs> Robin's on the back says Supreme and mine says yeah. mother. mother. And they're adorable. Oh, mother. <laughs> and I love the like inside of the mug. It's like has this beautiful bru- like blue swirl in the middle. So it's beautiful. So pretty. So pretty. So beautiful. So cool. Um, <laughs> we also have the Moon and Scorpio's journals. They come in two sizes. It's a paperback and a hardbound edition. They're so cute. Yeah, have, like, yeah, they are. All this art and it's got the logo on it. Well, a version of our logo on it. And it's just oh, so cute. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we've got Eclectic Gemini has made some candles, which are very fun. They're Coffee and Cauldron's theme. That's another thing Maria and I both have. They smell so fucking good. So good. (laughs) Um, They smell so good. Frank is like, can we get some more of those? (laughs) I want some coffee. I wonder why. I wonder why. Oh, gee whiz. And then Grunge Apothecary has done a Coffee and Cauldrons oil set, which includes Ghost Be Gone, Moon Magic, and Clarity and Creativity, which is so cute. She's done these really cute little logos, and they come in holographic little baggies. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're so very cute. cute. <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> uh, but all of these are on 
our social media. So if you go to mm-hmm. Instagram, look for the post. This is Small Business September. And all of these lovely creators are tagged in it. Or if you are following us on social media, uh, the day that we highlight them, it does go to our stories uh, to make it easy to find. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to get like a little link tab up in our link tree that will have like, like you click through it and then it has all the creators listed on mm-hmm. there. So it's easy access. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until I get my act together and get that sorted, that is how you can find them. So hopefully you guys enjoy their products. Cause I know we definitely do. Oh, yes. Such so talented babies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> If you just joined us this week, every week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how you can utilize these moon phases <laughs> in your <laughs> magical practice. Uh, and in regards to that, of the like the nearest one from when this episode comes out, it's going to be the new moon in Libra on September 15th. And new moons mm-hmm. in Libra are fun <laughs> because it's all mm-hmm. about like new cycles and finding balance in our life again and reestablishing balances that we already had but perhaps you know for whatever reason life got in the way it fumbled whatever anything that is kind of like tipped the scales slightly so that way you're not working in our favor anymore mm-hmm. um so new moons and libra are just a really really good time to kind of reestablish or begin establishing uh, these kind of new cycles, new balances, etc. We mm-hmm. can utilize magic that is going to put in energies like clarity, common sense, and cooperation. Mm-hmm. So this would be a really, really good time for doing divination. I know we say that all the time when it comes to new moons. Um, but also things that are very specific that deal with cooperation. So let's say your kids aren't listening to you. Maybe this is going to be a good time to do some spell work to make the flow of communication and being heard a little bit better. Uh, You're struggling with communication in friendship or partnership. A good time to tip the balances so that way you're being seen and heard better to make these things more of a balanced partnership or Mm -hmm. in a more kind of practical, I guess you could say, way. Uh, making cooperation in the workplace something that is going to be in your favor. So perhaps you are in a job that has team situations and team scenarios and one person or a couple of persons are either not listening or taking over full control over situations when it should be more balanced. This Mm -hmm. would be a really good time to do spell work for that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, balance is like, I don't know, always around this time of year, you know, we're already heading into the autumn equinox, which is equal time of day and night. And we just left Virgo season. So if you're feeling very overworked, like this is a great time to balance feeling overworked and romanticizing your life. Like, yes. I feel like Libra, like they, you Libra's know, Libra's also very like, sexy. Yeah, very sexy. sexy. And they see beauty in everything. Everything. Like Libra yeah. are artists, just like, you know, those who are in Aquarius and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, just finding, you know, like not like trying to dial back the work a little bit because we are heading at the end of harvest season. So yeah. it is time to start slowing down. So and romanticizing your life is like the 
like autumn's the perfect time to do that it really is <laughs> it, it is really beautiful is. and you're doing more you know doing fun things for yourself like mm-hmm. going to the pumpkin patch yeah you're you're actively trying to be out in nature more so you can look at the changing of the leaves so it's just like kind of like implementing those moments of beauty into your life Plus, to kind of even out hallmark movies start in autumn all of them <laughs> Even if they've moved to Christmas because the single lawyer moved back to her small town and she finds Christmas love, it always starts in autumn. So, exactly, exactly. The overworked lawyer who's going to her small town. <laughs> that could be you. That could for be the you. liberal new moon. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> So if you just joined us this episode or haven't listened to other episodes so far this season in lieu of choosing a card and discussing it like we have been doing, instead we've been going over like the whole different sections in tarot. Like we've gone over the major arcana, the minor, and what each suit generally represents. And we went through the ones all the way to the tens. And now we're on the court cards. So, but anyways, this week we're discussing our thoughts on the pages in tarot. So for me, the pages are the students and apprentices in the deck. All of them um, express different ways to learn, explore, and plan in their respective suits. Um, In my personal reading practice, I would put the pages directly after the aces in tarot. To just go back a bit, aces are like the uh, like ultimate beginnings. They represent an idea or a seed being ready to be planted. Now, when we decide to move forward with these ace type ideas, we typically enter a stage where we are figuring it out. We are figuring out how to Mm. make it more successful and viable, which means we may need to do some research, plan ahead, learn all there is to learn about this path before we completely set forth on it. It puts us back into the role of student, you know, young and eager. And honestly, the pages are kind of like smarter and wiser fools, but they still have some naivety and even sometimes experience apprehension of when it is actually the right time to move forward with their ideas with real world energy. The pages don't use like too much real world energy as they are still in that planning and researching stage. That doesn't mean necessarily they aren't doing anything actively towards what they are working for, but they just aren't really that quite comfortable yet to fully devote themselves to running with it. Does that make sense? And what are your thoughts? I like pages a lot. I will, first of all, I completely agree with you about it coming directly after aces. I think that's such a great Mm -hmm. way to word it. Um, it is to me it's it is a lot like um apprenticeship where it's mm-hmm. this constant reminder that even though we might fail at things, we are still learning, we're still figuring it out. You know, we're at mm-hmm. these kind of beginning stages. And I always like whenever I talk about pages in general, I always think of the page of swords as the like the king of pages, and that I think the king of swords is like the perfect analogy of all of the pages where you drop your sword because you're learning but you just pick it back up and we're gonna try again and Mm -hmm. i think it's just like the easiest way to kind of i don't know wrap up all pages (laughs) um Mm -hmm. because obviously 
Yeah, I like the how the page of swords is like very patient too. So that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, and so like I obviously it doesn't directly translate to all the other suits, but I do think it is a really great <laughs> overall analogy for all of them. That it becomes mm-hmm. quite digestible. So I don't. I really like pages, especially when I see them in readings. I'm always like, "Oh, you're working on it. This is good." <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's always like, especially when you're older, and it's not as like dire like being in the page role and learning yeah. and exploring. It's very exciting. It it's is very exciting. exciting. It's very yeah. exciting. So. I think it's good. I think it's such a good reminder that we're, as long as we continue to work on things, we're on like the right path to where we want to be Mm -hmm. going. And it's just early days. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. this episode states we are going to talk about how to kind of dip your toes into witchcraft we have talked about this before in the past but as it is slowly approaching witchy season marie and i have been getting a lot of questions on this and so we figured we'd do a refresher on that um Mm -hmm. so that being said maria before we get started into our tips how did you start into witchcraft so like any stereotypical you know 90s kid i started when i was 13 a very old woman <laughs> is what she's saying i am old wait was i 13 it might have been early 2000s i don't know you it's all kind of like 1973 i was for sure 13 when i started um <laughs> i so when I was 13, I lived the majority of my like youth in um, Germany and already, even before I started calling myself a witch, I felt really connected to the land, mm-hmm. especially Germany's landscape. Cause so fucking beautiful. Like they really do treasure um, like nature out there. Like, mm-hmm. the for- you know, villages are so compact and then you have like all this land and all this, like, I don't know. It's just, it's gorgeous so like if you're in those type of places it's already kind of hard not to believe that magic exists um but we would also go to like my family we went uh, we traveled a lot like when we were over there so we'd like go to caves and go on nature walks and all of that but any place that we went like it's that special connection that I felt with place each place I would go. Like you could literally feel the spirit of place. And, um, I was already starting to make like little potions and things with intention, like, you know, with anything that I could find around me in like the kitchen cabinets and even plants I found outside. I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but I was doing something. And, I I think it was like I started watching um, movies like Practical Magic and The Craft and I was like, you know, wondering, could do people actually do this? And so I did like then I did not have really any Internet or anything like we had the Internet, but it was so expensive to use. Huh? It was the 70s. So, of course, you didn't have the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> joking she's not that old guys <laughs> not that old I feel that old she's much older but <laughs> <laughs> I, did, 
I did not have like internet till I was like 16, like that I could routinely use. But anyways, um, so I went to the local um, base library because my family was in the military and I got any witchcraft book I could find, like <laughs> about the uh, witch trials and all that. And then... Um, even our on on base like local bookstore also had like <laughs> one shelf and it was like four you know individual shelves that were all like metaphysical based and so i like mm-hmm. dug into those and i was like wow people really do practice you know this way um so i read anything i could literally get my hands on and um yeah and i just i already knew that i did not connect with being wiccan but i did get a lot of inspiration from wiccan books because you know it was that time period where a lot of the material was written for um wiccan based religions but like reading books like oh my gosh um Oh my gosh. Starhawk and um, Judica Illis books and all that. I was like, wow. So people really do have a variety of like different things that they do. Um, as I said, my selection was very limited. <laughs> so, um, but kind of like going off of that, I made my practice my own and I continue to make my practice my own today. So, and I did not have that influence of, I think helps did not have that influence of TikTok you know and witchy fads mm. and stuff and just like social that. media in general <laughs> yeah <laughs> where you felt like you had to be a certain type of witch to be a legitimate witch i just knew i was a witch you know it's just what resonated so how about you how did you get into witchcraft you know i don't know how old i was i want to say i want to say i was like somewhere between 11 and 14 I know that I got my Mm -hmm. first tarot deck when I was 12, I think. I got it from an outlet mall. I know I've talked about this so many times, but it's true. Um, uh, And I did not read books. Um... Not, no, let me rephrase. I read I read a lot as a kid, but I didn't read witchcraft books because there was a fine line. It's, It's interesting. My parents are very supportive of the things that I'm interested in and the things that I do, but... Mm -hmm. It was this weird balance and like they'd be supportive, but it was like to an extent. You know what I mean? I think that if I brought home witchcraft books, it would have been a full blown. The fuck is this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or for some reason, um, for some reason, tarot deck was like almost more removed. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so I used the Internet a lot as a teenager. Um, I... <laughs> ironically online since 2000 um, so I was on like Witchbox and Live Journal and all the like Angel Fire websites and stuff like that uh, I know we've talked about, about this before but my first spell involved nail polish and burning a friend's photo <laughs> uh, that I 100% modified from an Angel Fire uh, <laughs> spell that I saw uh, yeah so I, I don't know. I, I didn't actually start reading books probably until I was about 19 or 20. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I did a lot of just like being on the internet and also just being around spiritual adjacent practices and people just by like growing up. 
where they would never call it witchcraft, but it was just like things that they did, like, mm-hmm. you know, washing the floors of Florida water or like having novena candles and kind of like saint altars and stuff like that, where they definitely would never have described that as witchcraft. But as I've grown older, it's something <laughs> I've incorporated into my practices, witchcraft, mm-hmm. even if that's not how they want to identify it. And it's something <laughs> that I just kind of grew from there. I've all, It's one of those things where it's like, I started doing dabbling and practicing so, so very young. But I, I would say that taking my practice in a more structured and serious way didn't happen until mm-hmm. my late teens, early 20s. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of blue. It happened from there. And there was definitely, especially like when I was in college periods where my practice went, it was not an important thing to me because I mm-hmm. was literally just trying to survive. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I, mm-hmm. I was, I went to art school, okay? You didn't sleep. You had your coffee, you had your cigarettes, you had your alcohol, and your art. <laughs> and that was living. Um, and so, I don't know, it's like, it's this weird thing where there were periods in my life where there had definitely been ebbs because it was mm-hmm. not the priority. Um, it just wasn't. I had too many other things going on that focusing on keeping an altar clean and dedications which is not something that was practical but it's always been there mm-hmm. you know what i mean um, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so all that being said <laughs> oh, our walk down memory lane all that being said if you were to go back in time and you were going to mm-hmm. talk to young maria you're going to go talk to somebody who is trying to seriously get into this Okay, so let's Mm -hmm. move past 13-year-old Maria, let's say, and slightly more mature Maria, who is trying to, like, sincerely incorporate this into her life, and Mm -hmm. she's trying to figure shit out. What what advice would you give her? Oh, God. I really don't, like, I really don't know. I think it's because I was so far removed from today's expectations. But I could go into today's expectations. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, so let's do that. Let's pretend that... Yeah. Young you is put into today's expectations. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give yourself? (laughs) Okay. So something we run into quite a bit, like when it comes to newer witches is like putting themselves in boxes of what type of witch they think they should be. They reach Mm. these conclusions, you know, as we've said, like due to social media or books, they think they have to pick up. They take on other people's beliefs as their own, even though it doesn't resonate with them. Like, while it is great to find your community online. Yeah. And while it's great to find your community online early, you shouldn't really be settling on anything until you've heard many different witches' experiences and, you know... It's also your own experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, watch out for witches, like, who speak in sureties. Like, everything they say comes from, like, the spirit's mouth through their lips. Like, many witches, like, have different views and ways of doing things. And that's amazing. Like, you don't have to be a carbon copy of any witch you look up to. Mm -hmm. I've seen too often that witches set on certain paths that require, like, a lot of ritual, and they burn out really fast. There is nothing wrong with being a practical and simple witch. Those rituals online might look bad but for like many of us that is just not realistic to do like all the time especially for like every spell you set um 
Yeah, I think it's like really important that every witch finds a path that resonates with them and making their practice unique to um, making their practice unique to them and their um, spirit like comes first and foremost. Like, what are your interests? And I'm not talking about like fast witchcraft fads you see on TikTok, but like true interests that may even coincide with your life outside of witchery. Like, do you like to cook? Maybe you can look into kitchen witchery. Do you love to go hiking and like looking at plants? You know, look at how you can use the plants you find on your adventures in your spell work. Do you Mm. tend to spend a lot of time like being cozy at home? Why not look into hearths, you know, home and hearth witchery? Do Mm -hmm. you, you don't have to limit yourself to one thing either. Like, oh, hell no. Like we are multifaceted beings, constantly changing and evolving. I'm not the same witch I was 10 years ago or even a week ago. Witchcraft is all about adapting to where you are now. She used to be called Raven, guys. She used to be called Raven. (laughs) Oh my God. There's a little throwback for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, witchcraft is all about adapting to where you are now, the land that you are on and that your what your interests are and what even what you're going through currently in life. But yeah. yeah. I think that's really important. I think we were, well, I know we were talking about this on the Discord the other day. But I think it really resonates with what you just said is that somebody asked a very good question in Discord about how they don't feel like they've found their gift, their witchy gift. And it Mm -hmm. opened up this whole bigger conversation where I kind of went on a rant about how I think that that's a scam. And like the idea of having to have like a special talent or like a a, like, you know, oh, I'm a green witch. I'm a kitchen witch. I'm a, you know what I mean? Like a title before Mm -hmm. your craft that you kind of box yourself into, I think is a really big scam. And it comes Mm -hmm. back or comes from, in my belief, the separation of solitary witches and Wicca. And well, not just Wicca, mm-hmm. but orders in general. So Thelema, the Golden Dawn, Hermeticism, all these sort of things, Wicca, right? And solitary witches who practice their own kind of folk magic where, you know, you can be a Wiccan witch or you can practice the lemma, and you have kind of this title, this order that you're a part of, right? Covens, mm-hmm. etc. And you have there's now almost this expectation that you have to fit into that box. But the, 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 the nuance that is left out of that is when you are looking at something like the lemma, the golden dawn, Wicca, etc., is that these are all encompassing things. They aren't, you know, Wicca as an example is going to have your kitchen witchery. It's going to have your green, rich green witchery. It's going to have death work, etc. Like all these things Wicca is just the religion, the structure that, you know, those witches are following. Mm-hmm. And I think it, you have places like the internet where it tells people that they have to fall into this kind of witchcraft. Um, and it comes from the removal of the nuance of orders. And orders are mm-hmm. great. They serve such purpose. They're not for me, um, but they serve such a great purpose. And when we kind of get to the internet it waters down these meanings and it makes people feel Mm -hmm. really pressured like they have to have a super great skill right away or talent or you know something that they're super one specific thing they're drawn to and i think it does people a really big disservice i no i definitely agree and i think 
I do think people do have talents. The only problem is, is that they're not making their talents personal. They're not involving it in what totally. they're actually good at. Like if someone, let's say, okay, I'm going to go off with no naming names. But someone was told that they have a very strong intuition on our Discord. And yeah. But they're really into maybe like looking at death work and working with spirits. What if they've been looking at like what general intuition means, but their interest lies in working with spirits and stuff like that? What if their gift is in line with their interests and what they are really passionate about? And they're not looking into that because they're mm-hmm. being told to look at the general meaning of intuition. Yeah. And it's kind of like what I was talking about in the Discord as well. is like it's kind of like art anyone can Mm -hmm. be an artist if you work hard enough and you practice hard enough anyone can develop the skill of being an artist but that doesn't mean that some people aren't born with natural talent they just have a jump start that's all in that specific thing but it doesn't mean that the rest of us who aren't born with that natural gift are never allowed to pick up a charcoal and paper and start drawing like, of course you can have that interest and explore it. Yeah. So I think that's a really big, really big problem that the internet has yeah. provided us. It's a great tool. And it's also such a suck of shit. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that like, also like in the community, you think that would be like, obvious. It is obvious. 100% is obvious, but we don't really see it too often like the one thing like it's like it's actually getting out of the house and connecting with nature like totally yes yes like this is every witch's jam and that is fair but most witches are very connected to the land and most of us when we ignore that pull to go outdoors experience magic of the natural natural world we're basically severing a huge part of ourselves that can lead to a blockage in our magic like magic is totally. not just something you practice at your altar it's not something that you practice even while doing spell work magic is constant and it's you like actively going after your interests like we discussed and going out into nature to connect with a major part of yourself and um you know and being out in nature also connects you to the specific bit of the planet that you are are on and the planets that grow in abundance around you magical plants that you may not even find in most witch books that you will actually have to look up the history folklore medicinal use and how it grows in order to find their correspondences but that's what connects you to the land that you are currently on it does like even if you are like me i have a very hard problem connecting with the land in South Carolina like it's completely uh, at one point it was completely foreign to me but I've been making huge strides and to keep connecting with it and I do feel like after like so many years I feel like I do have a deeper understanding and connection to the land because I've chosen to work with it and chosen to go out there and experience the natural magic of nature yeah I think if I could give anybody advice it would be to just do it <laughs> um <laughs> oh yeah yeah but yeah sorry listen, <laughs> i think that you should be reading books first and foremost you should be reading books mm-hmm. if you're not an educator do you need to constantly be reading no you do not um but i do think that you should be reading books to give you a basic understanding of things when you're first dabbling now that being I said think even like 
even people who have been studying for a while, they should still be re like things oh, have changed I agree. so I agree. much. Yeah. I agree with you 100%, sorry, sorry. but I also feel like I feel like it it is a we we live in again going back to the social media culture. It tells you that you like all you must do is research witchcraft, and it's like that's not real life. That's not real life. Real life witches are not only consuming witchcraft books, and the internet yeah. might lead you to believe that, but that is not real life. I we have a book club in our Patreon Discord. Those are the witchcraft books that I read right now. I am picking them out. I am reading them with people, but I also have other interests and hobbies that I also am living <laughs> Which through. leads to our other book club, you guys. Ah, don't sorry. worry about that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, my point is, is to just start doing it. And what I have noticed in the four years that we have been running our Patreon mentorship program, the biggest mm -hmm. hurdle that we constantly are seeing people come up with is the fact that they, they're overthinking it. They're reading so much that it's actually crippling their ability to start doing stuff. So, like, let's get out there. Let's do this stuff. Start, if you don't know where to start, start with protection magic. Everybody needs mm -hmm. it in their home. Everybody mm -hmm. needs protection magic in their home. Everybody needs, like, energy cleansing, etc. So start there because you're doing something. You know, witchcraft mm -hmm. is a craft. It is the act of doing. You know, we, mm -hmm. we constantly are hearing this expression that makes me absolutely psychotic, which is the intention is everything. And that is true. The intention is very important. What we are putting into things very is very important. important. But it also, witchcraft is a craft. If you aren't doing the craft, you are just having thoughts. Um, yeah. It's like only having the why, but you're not moving forward with the why. Yeah, you've got it. You got it. And that isn't to say that you need to be doing a spell every day either. That is, no. you don't. Please do not. Do not. Do not. Yeah, you don't. But there does need to be some sort of action. And I think that where a lot of people get hung up early on in their practice is they get worried they're going to do it wrong. They don't and trust they themselves. Do. Yeah. And if I do it wrong, then it's going to have these horrific consequences. Because again, oh, it's not be on social media where it is convincing these people who have no idea what they're doing for the most part that if they do a protection spell wrong, that their house is going to explode or something crazy like that. <laughs> and it, that is, you like, that to, to hmm, part of witchcraft is learning how to harness energy how to harness power this is something that we do and we learn over time when you are first starting out there ain't no god dang way that you know what you're doing well enough to have enough emphasis enough oomph behind something that it is not only going to backfire but it's going to backfire so badly that your life is ruined it's just not it's just even if Honestly? it does backfire it's you're probably not even gonna notice it Honestly, I haven't had many spells that backfired. Like Me ones that worked. Either. They worked. They just didn't work in the way that I thought yeah. they would. So um, my biggest advice is go read your books. Consume your social media if you want to. I am very anti the fear mongering and the clickbaity <laughs> bullshit of the internet. 
but this is saying <laughs> that's it, why I, we both deleted tiktok <laughs> i yeah i got rid of tiktok i mean yeah my account still exists but i got rid of the app because i can't deal with the people anymore the constant you have done this wrong be afraid like bull it's bullshit it's what it is they they want you to be afraid and the people that kind of push this narrative of you constantly doing something wrong and constantly mm-hmm. needing to be afraid in my experience are the people who actually don't have a practice at all <laughs> or if they do, it has the practices fucking straws and they are just projecting something. They're the messiah too, usually, yeah. typically. Yeah. And so it's just, it's one of those things where we can be critical of stuff and we can also be warning people of things. Mm-hmm. But they're like, like, let's, let's do those warnings based in reality. Um, and so my advice yeah. is my, cause I don't want to get too negative. My advice genuinely is, is go out there and do it. Go mm-hmm. freaking make that spell jar. If you saw it on a TikTok and you want to do it, <laughs> go get a white candle and do some protection magic. Go get in a bath and do some cleansing and meditation. Just go do it. And one of my, don't Sorry, think about it too much. Don't overthink it. Just don't <laughs> overthink it. Because then you're only harming yourself in that. Exactly. And one of my favorite exercises I like to tell new witches to do is to go into their kitchen pantry, or if they have like a herb cabinet full of witchy stuff, go in there and intuitively choose like, let's say four herbs that you're going to make a loose incense blend with. And look up those correspondences to the herbs. Maybe even have like an intention in mind of what you want to make, but just go intuitively choose, you know, whatever herbs that you feel called to use. Then look up the correspondences for each of those herbs and how they might relate to your intention. So that's why you're building trust with yourself and mm-hmm. you're having fun. It removes the pressure and of even like- even if you're wrong, even if you're wrong mm-hmm. about what the traditional correspondence is, you've learned something. Yeah. And like, even if you're wrong, I also recommend going, looking at the medicinal uses, looking at how it grows, looking at the history and folklore, because correspondence books don't always get it right. And they do miss like huge things. So and also we always have unverified personal gnosis, also known as UPG, which is something that you develop on your own personal levels over time that... Mm -hmm. You, you know what I mean? So, although you might be, quote, wrong right now, write it down. Maybe you'll find out mm-hmm. later in six months of using it that actually you do find that this works best for your first intuitive pull on it. Let it grow mm-hmm. with you over time. You know what I mean? But it's it's not something you need to mm-hmm. stuff down either. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um I think one of the last things we we do need to talk about is like must have tools and ideas for like those who can't afford it and are still in the closet. Um, yeah. But what are your must have tools for like a beginner witch? Like just very, basic very beginner, shit. You're like absolute basic. I'm going to assume mm-hmm. that you are living in a space where you can't light incense and you can't light candles. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basic basic tools i think that you need to have something to cleanse with like spray cleansing we've talked about this so many times you can literally just do salt water um Mm -hmm. i would i would recommend that for cleansing 
uh, basic, basic tools is something that makes you feel connected to your practice specifically. Maybe that's a crystal. Maybe that's a plant. Maybe that is a printed out photo of a deity that you're working with. Something that makes you feel connected to your practice presently. Um, mm-hmm. And then like that, my like a third thing, because I feel like going in threes is good. <laughs> is then some form of an offering to whatever your practice is. Mm-hmm. That can be anything. That, it depends, of course, on who or what you're working with. Maybe your offering is going to be a little extra food at the end of the night. Maybe your mm-hmm. offering is going to be a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, but something that you are sacrificing and giving up uh, for whatever you're working with. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. So for me... Uh, if you're out of the closet, I something safe to burn stuff in, like a cauldron. Yes. It doesn't have to necessarily have to be a cauldron. It could just be a cast iron, like little bowl. Fire safe like dish. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And so, and that a candle holder, um, and your own body. I mean, your own body is great at mm-hmm. cleansing spaces because uh, sometimes I clap in order to like cleanse the space, like clapping the energy. With- Exactly. And so, um, honestly, like bare necessities, that's what you would need besides getting candle (laughs) for the stuff and, you know, getting paper and herbs and stuff like that. But if you are in the closet and you can't afford any tools, let's say that, you know, you're a student, you're at art school, you're at art school, all you can afford is your cigarettes, your drinks. I'm just kidding. Don't smoke. Smoking is not cool. Smoking is very (laughs) bad, guys. I was young and naive. (laughs) Okay. So we have these things called our mind's altar. And so you can go to your mind's altar when you go into deep meditation or like you can call it hedge crossing and... But you go to your mind's altar and you just envision your altar and you could do spell work at this altar. You can put the spell away on your altar after you finish it. Like, let's say you make um, a spell jar at your mind's altar. You can leave it at your mind's altar and it can still like do amazing things for you out in the real world outside of your mind's altar. Um, It does take... Uh, obviously a lot of visualization. So if you're not very great with visualization, obviously this method might not be great for you, but it is a great and affordable way to do um, witchcraft. So before we close the segment, I've said it once, I've said it twice. I'll say it with my last dying breath. Get to your local thrift store, get to your local dollar store. You don't need to be buying this fancy, expensive ass shit that you see on the internet. Listen, the dollar store has a full fucking rainbow of seven day candles. Are they the greatest candles in the world? No, they are not. Will they do the <laughs> job? Yes. Yeah, they will. Yeah. And they've got them online. They, this time of year, especially they got black ones. Mm-hmm. Do it. Get them. Been- dollar generals are on like every single corner in the U S at least where I live. So yeah, yeah and they, sell, they always there. sell the white ones, the plain white ones at dollar general. And now, some the of them have other ones. ones at the Dollar General is the good one. It's very yeah. good. So, very good. like, don't think you need to be spending a ton of money. Get to Dollar Store. It's you can you can do it. 
and you've got like you guys you have seen my altars like on my social media like if you haven't but most of that stuff at my altars is just from years of thrifting i do not like to spend money so I am... much thrifting <laughs> so much thrifting and if you go back lower in my feed you will see the natural progression of my altars they used to not have as much stuff on them like it just it takes time to build up your altars for how you want it and finding bits and baubles like you do not have to have a full beautiful altar like the first year my first year of witchcraft i did not have an altar Mm-mm. Nope, either. No, I was third. I was thirteen. I was just reading and doing shit. I did not have an altar. I was just vibing, baby. Yeah, we're running on nothing but vibes. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll stop rambling now. <laughs> <laughs> So, Maria, what's stirring your cauldron this week? Oh, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Okay, so I am uh, in the midst of planning my autumn equinox dinner. And while we have this like every year, I decided this year I was going to invite a ton of witchy friends to come and enjoy it with us. And we're going to have like a group ritual at dinner and then one outside after um dinner and i'm just like really jazzed about it like planning out the whole menu and the ritual like i'm very excited about it i know and and i'm glad that the equinox is on a saturday that's that's awesome (laughs) so it'll be actually (laughs) on the day so I don't know. It's always fun, like, doing stuff in person. I am, like, solitary, but doing stuff, like, with a group of people is, like, there's just something different about it, and it's fun to experience, like, you know, um, moments like that with a group of people. Yeah. Yeah. I am very excited about it, so. I always make too much food anyways. So, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to write up the ritual and all that. And I'm going to put it on our Patreon. So if other people want to do it, they can do it as well with their own family and friends, if that's what they decide to do. So very much looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank you. So, Robin, (laughs) what is not stirring your cauldron right now? Thank you so much for asking. Um, (laughs) Oh, you're so welcome. welcome. Uh, My life is not stirring my cauldron right now. That's dramatic. I'm being dramatic. (laughs) Uh, We are in the process of going through every single thing that we own right now. I'm just like sorting out our life and sorting everything we own and i'm <laughs> honestly that's a huge autumn equinox mood too like i know, am realizing like what a little fucking <laughs> like crow i am i just keep everything i'm like and like and the thing is i know myself i i will <laughs> like my child has made something i'll be like well we can't possibly get rid of this and it's just like a computer printout that has been scribbled over and i've got like a hundred of those um, why? I couldn't tell you. Uh, 
And it's just, it's, it's a lot of like going through stuff and being like, how do I, how did I get here? <laughs> um, and that is just it's, what the, what's not stirring my cauldron about it is realizing what a little pack rat I am. And that's, <laughs> I'm having to self reflect and I don't enjoy that. <laughs> Honestly, we're thinking about decluttering too, so I'll probably be right there with you. Probably not so as, as such an intense level as what you're doing, but still going through yeah. stuff is so hard. So hard. So hard. <laughs> If you've just joined us this week, every week we talk about creators that we are loving right now. This could be shops, artists, photographers, blogs, podcasts, anything. Um, this is stuff that Maria and I have organically found that we think is pretty awesome. These are not ads. And this season we have incorporated your loser, loser, listener. Oh, oh, wow. 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 I don't think it's a loser. said very cool and awesome people <laughs> please don't hurt me um uh yeah your your listener submitted entries uh, obviously we can't get to all of them but we are going through them as best as we can so that being said we're, who are you digging this week so i recently joined black in the moon's um patreon um, so and cool. it's because I really, really, really love Claire's decks. Like she even taught a class for us at one point. She did. But She's great. She, she has this amazing deck called the Memento Mori deck, which I've, I've already talked about this on previous episodes, but, um, it's such a beautiful deck and very well-rounded, especially for being a, um, Oracle deck. And she has like different expansion packs like she has an ancestors expansion pack a timing extension pack and all those are sold out right now and i cannot wait so i decided to join her patreon so i could get individual like patreon perk cards and i just want to tell you that they are super cute and I cannot wait to add them to my deck. So I just, I was just like going through last night. Like I want that one. I want that one. I want that one. Oh, and that one too. <laughs> so I probably bought like 10 like additional cards, but anyways. Um, but yeah, she even has just like us offers like a discord and all that full of lovely humans. And I don't know. I'm just, it's, I'm very excited to be like get like individual cards for her like deck now. So yeah, mm. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Who are you <laughs> loving? And by the way, <laughs> as you were talking, I looked up your choice, and I was like, of course she, of course she would find, of course she would find find this. Like this is so uh, you. Well, whatever <laughs> do you mean by that? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so this is an artist. Yeah, this is an artist called Autumnal Wood, and they do these cute little things. I've shared them actually a few times on the 
like on the Patreons, not the Patreon, the podcast Instagram, thinking I was mm-hmm. sharing it to my own stories. So you guys might have seen this before. <laughs> but they do these really <laughs> cutesy, like suns and moons, and they're just like very like 70s, 60s style. I love them. You're I don't not know how to describe the best it. one. You're not mistaken the best, the best one? one. The mushroom the, with the butt. The dancing, the dancing mushroom, mushroom with the, the butt. butt. <laughs> so good. I think it's pinned on your page too. It is. Is yeah, it is. <laughs> and that, that's when I saw that. Cute and I little like, illustrations, <laughs> and they'll say like really sweet little things with it, and I just think it's really, really, really wonderful, and I love it. I want to kiss all of them on the see? mouth that they also make stuffed animals i did yeah so i want one <laughs> yeah, yes and i want one thank you but will you ever get one because we're so great we're so great with keeping up at job updates <laughs> <laughs> we're not good at that at all but you know what i'm no. sure i'm trying uh, do you want to tell our <laughs> listeners who the listeners submitted one is yeah and I really like the listener submitted choice because I too am a huge fan. I think we even featured I them too as am a, a connoisseur. <laughs> um, I think we featured them in the first season, but I can't be sure. But it's Medusa Dollmaker. I, no, I think I did. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. We have. I'm looking at it. You're 100 right. We did, but that was four years ago. Yeah. And Medusa Dollmaker. Like, she makes such beautiful, beautiful, like, works of art. Like, it's very varied. Like, she does some deity ones. She has done, like, book covers and stuff, but it's all, like, very magical. Yeah. Jewelry. Um, All sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, I really love her, like, style. Like, and how she draws yeah. things like it's stunning um so i highly recommend looking at her stuff and so does the listener who chose her <laughs> but very good 10 out of 10 yeah 10 out of 10 i'm really digging it and i think i think uh, i think this this week was a 10 out of 10 listener submission <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope to see you again on Friday, September 15th for our next Coffee Talk episode or September 22nd for our 18th episode of season four. You can keep an eye out on our social media or head to our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com to find out more information and see what we're up to. And don't forget to join us on Patreon September 29th for Lizzie Arden's (laughs) class on magical bartending using kitchen magic that is for the library tier and up yes and additionally our patreon magical beginnings offers our special 25 minute part two episode a huge library of articles about witchcraft and a discord community full of fun events people and discussions and we even have a tier that offers one-on-one conversations with robin and myself and i also just added a navigation for the Patreon and the Discord 
So if you're somebody who's like, ah, this is overwhelming, it's pinned to the top of the Patreon. Do I have to do a little mm-hmm. update on because Patreon just updated? But regardless, the information is still the same. Um, so if you are lost or struggling or want to just kind of know what's going on, it is a public post. So you are welcome mm-hmm. to check it out. Yes. And as someone who actually is like now a Patreon myself, make sure you're clicking the username, like our username, so you could see like our actual profile page so you can yes. go through our articles. Because if you're just looking at the main page, you're going to be missing yes. a ton of stuff. But okay. But yes. <laughs> anyways, so again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons. With Robin from Out of Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Rhea from at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. I can talk. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. One. One.